Hello, it's David here. Thank you for listening to The Leader and please do subscribe. It really does help us grow our audience because if you hit the button on your podcast provider, that tells them we're a show worth listening to so they tell others. You can share us too. Use the hashtag The Leader Podcast on social media. Now, from the Evening Standard in London, this is The Leader. Hi, I'm David Marsland. After this year's mess, should next year's exams be delayed? These students that are coming up to their exams next year, they've now missed a good four months of school. You know, many of them haven't been in school since March. That's a huge chunk of a very important year. The Evening Standard's Rachel Burford, as a group of London head teachers, calls for a six-week postponement and... You want to crash a plane? Well, how big a plane? Can Christopher Nolan's blockbuster Tenet movie get people back into cinemas? We speak to the BFI's Ben Luxford. Taken from the Evening Standard's editorial column, this is The Leader. For the whole thing, pick up the newspaper or head to standard.co.uk slash comment. In a moment, the call for next year's exams to be delayed. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. The summer holidays are already over for some pupils. Children were back at their desks at Manor High School in Leicester this morning. The disruption for teachers isn't over yet, though. There's the partial U-turn on face masks by the government, disruptions caused by social distancing in classrooms, and there's the shadow of this year's exams fiasco. No one wants a repeat of that, and some head teachers think next year's should be delayed by up to six weeks. Our editorial column thinks it's worth considering. Wise minds think ahead about problems on the horizon. So although it might seem early, a call by some London head teachers for a delay in next summer's GCSE and A-levels makes sense. The obvious reason is that although pupils of all ages have suffered immense disruption to their education, those who face potentially life-defining exams will have most to lose if the teaching they have missed causes a dip in their performance. They are right to point out that without a delay it will be disadvantaged pupils who will find it hardest to perform at their potential when next year's exams arrive. Faster marking and flexibility will of course be required to minimise any knock-on effects on admissions to universities, but delaying next year's exams is a good idea that ministers should rapidly consider. 
The Evening Standard's Rachel Burford's covering the story and she joins me now. Rachel, what are these head teachers concerned about? Well, I think their main concern is these students that are coming up to their exams next year, they've now missed a good four months of school. You know, many of them haven't been in school since March. And that's a huge chunk of a very important, you know, a very important year. So even if they got just a month, even if they were held in July rather than sort of May, June, I think a lot of them are thinking that gives us an extra month at least to to go through the curriculum and get them more prepared. But doesn't that cause problems for things like universities who have to check what people's grades are before they can decide on their admissions? Won't it cause a big rush in the summer for things like exam marking? Yes, that is one of the problems. So exam marking and obviously university and college applications. The thing about universities is they can be a little bit more flexible. I think, you know, people are going through clearing right up until uh, the, you know, the starts of university term sometimes. And universities do have the power to start a bit later. Um, you know, there is sort of a disparity between when universities start. Some of them start later in the year than others. So I think what teachers will be asking will be like, can universities be a little bit more flexible in this sort of one-off um, period, essentially? What about places outside of England? How's the rest of the United Kingdom dealing with this yeah well so there is a little bit of disparity and that is something head teachers in england are certainly said they're worried about you know in northern ireland they're sitting fewer exams um the welsh exam boards have streamlined you know 27 a level subjects but that hasn't quite happened in england yet so you know english head teachers are sort of saying well it's a bit unfair on english students because they might get worse exam grades and you know it's they've they've sat a harder exam or they've had to learn more things than you know students just over the border in in Wales. Is there any likelihood of this actually happening? Has the government said anything about whether they're looking at it or not? Yeah, so there was a um, there was a consultation Ofqual did the you know in their consultation document they said there is a possibility they could be delayed. The Department for Education have said you know they are considering a possible short delay to the exam timetable, but they haven't that hasn't been confirmed yet. And I think that's something head teachers are worried about because you know they need to get their curriculums ready, they need to know what they're doing, and that's you know something that is worrying them a little bit at the moment. Yeah, something's been worrying them for a while about a number of things. For example exams getting graded in the first place and then there was the issue over face masks how do teachers feel about how things have gone for them during this pandemic i think it's a very mixed bag because they've had they've come in for a lot of sort of stick as well teachers and it is really important that i mean just for everything it's really important that children do go back to school um not just for their educations but for the economy and for parents who work and everything so they're sort of kind of stuck a little bit teachers and so much now is about how schools are doing how schools are graded so you know if you have a bad year for exams that really affects your school and i think it's a sort of legitimate worry that a lot of teachers and head teachers have at the moment next there was that feeling that to get back on track you know it was going to be as simple as a film coming out and that's it we're all back to we're all back to normal but it's not the BFI's Ben Luxford. Does Tenet need to be a success to revive cinema? Here we are. Back to the movies. Well, we know Tom Cruise has seen it. He posted a video of himself popping out to catch this year's must-see movie Tenet in London last night. 
And maybe that's an indication of how important this film is to the movie industry. Tom Cruise has nothing to do with Christopher Nolan's picture. He's not so much promoting the movie, he wants people to go to cinemas. It's yet another industry trying to pick up the pieces after coronavirus, and the BFI has been helping to do that. I'm now joined by their head of UK audiences, Ben Luxford. Ben, how much is hinging on Tenet being a blockbuster? Yeah, they probably it's probably more important than it should be and that importance is kind of um you know to be fair to warner brothers the distributors behind the film like actually the bravery you know that they're they're showing to kind of go first and do that you know this industry needs needs those partners like them to do that um but beyond that as well like audiences need that as um you know need, need something a, a big big spectacle to bring them back in so yeah it's um it's important for the industry i think it's gained importance but it's certainly not make or break at this point. You know, it's, it's, it's going to be a long, a long road to recovery. Do people feel safe going into cinemas? Should people feel safe going into cinemas? Yes and yes. Um, so we've done extensive surveying over the last few, few months, both us and industry partners like the Film Distributors Association. And, you know, the one thing that hasn't changed, because people's like, actual appetite for certain films and... Um, you know, all kinds of like sentiments and moods change constantly, you know, with the wind. But the one thing that has remained throughout for understandable reasons is that people absolutely have to feel safe, you know, and know that they're going to be looked after and be safe. That's, you know, right at the top priority of all cinemas at the moment, um, you know, quite rightly is both audiences and staff. Are they safe? How are they safe? And how are you communicating that they're going to be safe as well? Um, so yeah, audiences want to know before they go there, you know, the precautions that are taking place. And equally, they want to know that there's going to be staff actually policing the cinemas um, to make sure that everything's being adhered to. Are the audiences coming back, Ben? Are you seeing people in cinemas, in the BFI cinemas, and the, the cinemas that you're helping to support? Yeah, well, BFI opens September 1st, so I hope people will come back. Um, bookings are good. People are coming. Um, but, yeah, I mean, since cinemas have been allowed to reopen, um, which happened... I mean, quite a long time ago now, in early July. Uh, obviously, not many did at that point. A, f a few started to. But over the last few weeks, I mean, really, we've had about four weeks now of something resembling a market um, and box office. And week on week, I mean, exponentially, it's growing. So I think we've got about 500 cinemas open in the UK now, and we've got about 800 in total. So more cinemas are reopening, more films are being released, box office is growing um, which means that, you know, audiences are growing. So everything's going in the right direction. And some of these cinemas that we're trying to save are beautiful in their own right, aren't they? You work with a lot of the independent cinemas um, and some of them, the, the, there's, an, there's nothing quite like that experience of going into a really lovely cinema and watching a movie with an audience, is there? It's worth rescuing. Yeah, totally, totally. I mean, it, it, it is. It's, um, I mean, I'm, I'm such a loser. I still make like a little noise when I go into a little squeal of excitement when I go into a new screen that I haven't been before. And I think I'm still amazed, like managers find me a bit, um, 
uh, like a bit bemused by people like me when I turn up in a cinema I'm like oh can I just have a look at screen four please or can I have a look at screen two you know because like, I want to see it. I want to I want to poke my head around the door and see see what it looks like but yeah you know those squeals of excitement continue when the lights go down and the projector starts running you know long into the future because it really is you know uh, it's so special and it's so different and I think you know again you know during this whole period you know literally we've all been you know uh, been dark and we're all pretty fed up and I think we've all only felt the absence of cinema more so in that you know and realizing just what a what a special moment that is to watch films in that way and you kind of need the movie industry to support it too and it looks like they're keen for people to go back we've had Tenet out now we have a new James Bond movie coming I think November Tom Cruise clearly a Tenet fan he's got Top Gun 2 I think coming out in December as well so there's a big long list of big movies that have been held back that are all suddenly going to come out again isn't there there's a reason to be excited yeah it's kind of like uh it's starting to feel like things are going in the right direction but just to feel that appetite and it's all tied to seeing it in cinemas you know that's the important that's that's what i'm really taking a lot of um uh, a lot of excitement from and love for all of this is that it's all about i can't wait to watch this in in cinemas you know distributors like Warner Brothers and like Altitude, um, Altitude Film Distribution have been doing a great job over the last few weeks of showing that confidence by releasing things like um, the Russell Crowe Unhinged movie, like the most perfect popcorn multiplex film you could imagine, you know, to really get people to test the water and start to come back. Um, it's going to take all of these things, you know, to actually get us back on track. But seeing now, you know, films like, like you say, like Top Gun, Maverick, they're not, you know, these are, these, these are films that are going to change the industry, films like Rocks, alongside Lashley's Oscar-nominated Les Miserables, which is out next Friday as well. You know, so like good things are coming like immediately. And that's The Leader. You can keep up with all the latest developments with the Evening Standard's live blog, which you'll find at standard.co.uk. And we also have morning briefings available at 7am through your smart speaker. Just ask for the news from The Evening Standard. This podcast is back tomorrow at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of The Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.